This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that decodes history one day at a time. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're looking at the time when the world made the wise choice to use just one distress call for ships, no matter which country they hail from. The day was November 3rd, 1906. At an international conference held in Berlin, SOS became the officially recognized distress call for ships at sea. However, since several other distress calls were already in use, it took a few more years for the signal to become the standard worldwide. Before SOS became the international symbol for distress, telegraphists and wireless operators used CQD to call for help. These letters were adapted from an even earlier code, CQ, which was used to communicate with all stations at one time. But in the early 20th century, a major British telecommunications company named Marconi decided it was time for a new emergency signal. They retained CQ because of its familiarity, but added a D at the end to indicate distress. Some people theorized that CQD was an acronym for Come Quick, Distress, or Come Quick, Danger. But the company behind the signal said it didn't really stand for anything, and was just meant to express that a ship was in peril. Although Marconi convinced the British to adopt CQD as their official distress call, other countries also made up their own. The United States used NC as an alternative call, Germany had SOE, and Italy went with SSSDDD, which certainly was distinct. The lack of uniformity between distress calls hindered their effectiveness, as someone who received the signal might not understand what it meant. But there was another problem with the signals in use at that time. When expressed through Morse code, each of them was sent as a sequence of letters with brief spaces between them. If those pauses were removed, the message could be sent as a continuous stream instead of a sequence of letters. This would be faster and easier to tap out again and again, Plus, the lack of pauses would be more likely to catch the attention of a receiving operator. In light of these concerns, the matter was taken up at the Second International Radio Telegraphic Conference in 1906. Searching for a simpler signal, the delegates came up with dot 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 dash 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 dot dot dot, which was chosen because of its ease of transmission and because it couldn't be mistaken in Morse code for any known word or abbreviation. The pattern, rendered in international Morse code as SOS, was instantly recognizable. Once again, the signal wasn't intended as an acronym, though it would be suggested later that it could stand for Save Our Ship or Save Our Souls. In reality, the delegates didn't give much thought, if any to the alphabetic equivalents of the Morse pattern they chose. Still, in a nice bit of coincidence, SOS is also a distinctive visual symbol. Not only is it a palindrome, 
meaning it looks the same backwards as it does forwards, it's also an ambigram, which means it appears the same upside down as it does right side up. This makes it easy to read no matter which angle it's seen from, including when viewed in a mirror. The delegates approved SOS for use on November 3, 1906, and that change went into effect two years later, when it was ratified by all attending conference members, except for the United States, which held out for a few more years. That said, although the U.S. was slow to adopt the new signal, the first recorded SOS was actually sent from an American ship, the SS Arapaho, in 1909. But old habits die hard, and three years later, most American and British ships still used CQD as their go-to distress call. That finally changed in April of 1912, with the sinking of the RMS Titanic. On the night the ship went down, the wireless operators on board were still using the old signal. Eventually, junior operator Harold Bride suggested they give SOS a try. He jokingly told senior operator Jack Phillips, quote, Send SOS. It's the new call, and it may be your last chance to send it. Sadly, that proved to be the case. Bride survived the Titanic, but Phillips did not. SOS may not have saved the Titanic, but the disaster was a wake-up call for the U.S. and for everyone else who had questioned the need for a truly international signal. It quickly became the standard distress call for all ships at sea, and remained so until 87 years later. In 1999, Morse code was formally retired from marine communication, and of course, SOS went with it. The replacement was the Global Maritime Distress and Safety System, which uses satellites to relay messages around the world. Of course, if all else fails, SOS still works as a fine backup distress call, whether you send it in Morse code, signal it through flashes of light, or spell it out with rocks and sticks, there's a good chance that anyone who sees it will know exactly what it means. Shoot on sight. <laughs> no, just kidding. I'm Gabe Lusier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you'd like to keep up with the show, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you're feeling inspired by today's episode, you can send us a message in Morse code at thisday at iheartmedia.com. And if you don't know Morse code, don't worry, because neither do we. If you just send a bunch of random dots and dashes, we'll still be impressed. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.